0: And welcome to the Q York Podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message.
1: Good morning, um, and welcome, everyone. Welcome, especially if you're joining us for the first time today. And um, if you were here last week, you will recognise that we played that clip before, because Danny was talking about various different things last week, linked to music, and how um, one of the things he explored was how we can so want resolution in our lives that we would become a bit like Sheldon. And when I watched that, I thought, yes, I I resonate with Sheldon. I would describe myself as a completer finisher, particularly at work. I like to get to the end of the to-do list and to tick it off as finished. And if I can't get it finished, I feel that level of anxiety that he does. And so I wanted just to play it again for context in case you didn't see it, because actually I do want to explore a little bit more about what Danny said last week about how we can want to come home. He did that song where he did Happy Birthday to You, I won't sing it, but the bit where if you're left hanging on the penultimate line, you're left with that dissonance chord where you're just waiting for it to land and go, and yes, that's the ending. And... It was such a good parable and a a picture for me of those situations in life where we are left hanging and visibly Sheldon goes through this process with his girlfriend of pretending like he's joining in (laughs) but as soon as she leaves he just reverts back to his habits and what he needs Um, and so I laughed but I also felt both his pain and his relief (laughs) once he'd got the task through to completion and so I started thinking about well what are my um things that I'm all always wanting to get back to as my home notes. The things that where they're left hanging, I'm like, no, I can't leave this here. I can't leave this here. It has to get over the line. And so as ever, I'm going to be too honest and share mine just so that you don't feel so bad when you think about your own, and if anybody hasn't got any, again, I congratulate and applaud you. So, these are my home notes, um, where I see in my life those moments of dissonance. So, this is how I respond to moments of dissonance in my life, okay? Having a manageable to-do list. Join me if that's you. (laughs) Uh, Clearing my email inbox. If you are somebody who has 5,000 unread emails, I'm not sure I can be your friend, so don't tell me. Um, Holding the standard that I want. Man- and making decisions to make sure I'm financially secure with my family, finding someone who will listen to me. I've already done that this morning. Um, seeking acknowledgement for something, seeking affirmation for something. Overperforming instead of overfeeling. If I'm stressed, I will go into I will get this done rather than um, going in a corner because then I'm at least I'm achieving something. Um, seeking reassurance that I'm not making life more difficult for other people. That's a massive one for me. If I think I'm making your life more difficult that is one of the worst things that i can do Um, working hard to be competent and smoothing the waters wherever i sense disharmony they are my things that when i feel they are my reach twos my things that will be my home notes on any given moment i think all of those things will make me feel better when i can manage them so what about you when there's a lack of harmony in your life just take a moment to think where are your go-to's the things that you think, oh, I'll just do this and then it will feel better. I'll just do this and then harmony will be restored to my life. And they sound like small things, but actually they're big deals because they're not all bad. These things are not all bad. These are some of the solutions we've come up with for the genuine things that we have to do in our day-to-day life that we have to live. And they're all sometimes necessary to do life. But if, like Sheldon, we can't live without them, and if we don't have them behind the scenes, they become something that we're about compulsive about, or it gets overwhelming and repetitive, these resolutions have probably become something that's not working for us and is a bad idea and we should look. So um, I've been thinking about that word resolve Thanks, Georgia. So that word resolution is when it's actually a noun. A resolution is a thing that you have arrived at. But to resolve something actually is about something. It's a transitive verb. It's actually something active, something you're working towards to try and resolve. It's happening now. But there is also the word resolve can be a noun. It talks about how people have resolve. She strengthened her resolve. And we are people who can have great resolve in life. And over the last few weeks, I have kept... I found myself saying to people, I'm having to dig really deep at the minute. And there's been various situations all coming together at the same time in my life where I keep thinking I'm having to dig really deep. And and that's about having resolve. But I started asking myself this question, what am I I digging um, for? When I say I'm digging deep, where am I digging and what am I digging for? Or am I just... Digging deep. And we say these things all the time. And sometimes we don't think, well, what does that mean? Because I might be digging for a simpler life. Um, One with things that I know more than things that I know less of. There's a number of things that come at my day every day where it comes at me and I think I don't know what that is and I don't know how to solve it. And I have to go into a solving space and get the job done and get it solved. And sometimes I think I'd like to have a day where I arrive in the day and the day goes to plan and there's nothing unexpected that happens in that day and I just get to the end and I go home. My days aren't like that currently and there's times in my life where they are and times in my life where they're not. um, but actually, sometimes we can be in these situations where with the best in the world, we can't have a season of harmony in our life. We don't get to pick those. Sometimes we're in seasons where we can't get to those home notes. And what do we do then? Um, now, in the final um, few moments, I just want to introduce the next clip, which is from The Wizard of Oz. Now, we've spoken before about um, the use of color in that film, The Wizard of Oz, because if, you're, um, if you've seen it, Danny told me yesterday he'd never seen The Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry, no judgment, but watch it. Um, <laughs> um, you have to watch a bit of Oz. It starts off in black and black and white, and then when it goes into the sort of fantasy elements, and she's in Oz, it goes into color, and then it goes back to black and white at the end. Um, but I think it's really interesting how there's this line that says, there's no place like home. And Basically, the aim is to go back to home and to go back to the black and white. And I've always thought it was really fascinating that in the world where she's exploring, in the world where there's challenge, in the world where there's dissonance, in the world where there's things she has to navigate in her imagination and and things she has to work through, that's in color but all of the known things that she's trying to get back to her in black and white. And so we've got the known farm animals versus the potential lions and tigers and bears. She's got her known family members versus all the heroes and villains that she meets in Oz. And then she's got this... Known sense of what life's all about, but in Oz she has to join the quest to find this magical wizard who is capable of resolving every person's issue. And in Oz she discovers that when that curtain is lifted, it's a man and it's a bit of a con and it's been an illusion. And actually, everything that she needed to already be home already existed within her, and that she'd already got that as a gift. And so you go through this plot of realizing that she learned so much in the world of color and yet we can sometimes long to go back to our black and whites and our known things rather than thinking of all the discovery and adventure that she's going to get while she's in Oz and so I wrote here it's a lovely sentiment that there's no place like home and we have it on plaques and we have it on pillow like those throw pillows we have on our sofas and it may be our happiest place but there are sometimes other places we need to be other than home and they're about our growth and our bravery and our discovery and our connection and the truth that we can discover and sometimes we may have to be in a season where we have the complexity of dissonance all the different colors not quite sure what to do with all the variables that we see because if we keep reaching to the black and white answers that we've always had and we've always adopted in the world and our our very familiar homes we're going to miss out on something greater that we can discover That film, The 100-Foot Journey, I mean, it is beautifully done because it actually goes through so many characters' transformations as they work out what home is. And for... Madame Mallory, and um, she's a woman with a resolve, she has, her husband has died and their shared passion was this restaurant and this legacy of 200 year old recipes just meant the world to her and it becomes her all and it becomes the only thing she calls home and more than a job. So what happens when neighbours move in? And I know sometimes in our life, it's like, we've got our life set up how we want it to be. We've got things working for us. We've got home and then new neighbors move in interruptions come into our life. People make moves we don't want them to make. And things happen that we think, no, I've got what I need to be doing my life in the way I need to do my life, to be handling my pains in the way I needed to handle my pains, to have a setup I want. And now new neighbors have moved in with their different ideas, their different sounds, their different ways they want to do things. And it's disrupting. And what she wants to do is build the higher wall. And she researches it. She researches, how can I get that neighbor out of my life. And it just, we always talk in parables here, and I know we say that every week, but it's because it's important, because these things have real messages, because that home is sacred to her, not to be messed with. She has to uphold the standard, uphold what she needs, because she's passionate about it. It's not coming from a place of anything other than passion, but actually she has to go through the movie on a hundred foot journey. It's only a hundred feet, but it's a world apart, to saying, how is she going to incorporate these new neighbours, this new introduction, into her home. Um, And we have to do that as well. And sometimes it feels like things that are very close in our vicinity feel a million miles away and are at odds. You only have to look at the news and you only have to look at how... As communities, in here, do you know that if we were to all put our opinions about a bunch of things on the table, we would be worlds apart on some issues, some political issues, some issues going on in the world today that you see, we would be worlds apart and yet we're sitting in the same building. This is the stuff we actually have to navigate because we don't get to have a home with high enough walls to keep others out, and nor should we because we'd be poorer for it. What's amazing in this film is that actually she ultimately is open enough to invite the sun of the neighbor who's moved in to be part of her home. And it becomes a collective experience for them all. And it reminded me of the, um, that classic story, actually, um, of the Good Samaritan, where there's a man and he is without a home, and he is injured, and different characters walk by him, and these are people with very strong moral and religious perspectives. They're people who would call themselves faithful and devout, but they walk on by because of where they've made their home, what they've called sacred. There's no room to stop beyond their attachments that they've already got, which make them feel at home. And sometimes we have to put down the things that we've held so sacred and so precious in In order to reach out to another human Um, and Madame Mallory did not end up with less as a result she actually took the risk to cross the road and she ended up with something much better so for those of you where you're clinging so tightly to your home that you think I don't want that neighbor to come in I don't want them on the other side of my wall we have to be able to accommodate new thinking new ideas even if we don't end up on the same page we can at least live on the same street Um, I'm going to show you the next clip, which is from a TV series called Rev, and it's about a priest and his home and community. And I've just started watching this as a series, actually. I'm not very far in. But um, on this episode, he basically, things are not going so well. So he's gone from being at home with these people in this community to things going very, very wrong. He's actually standing accused of something. Um, He's standing rejected. He's unsure of his position in that community. Everyone's questioning both his conduct and his character. And the church actually faces closure if the finances don't improve. And he's just trying to make sure his friends and family are okay in the midst of that. And so his life smacks of dissonance. It's just There's no harmony there. It's all terrible. And so he's questioning everything and he's he's asking questions of God as well and one of the things he has to do on a practical basis for I think for an event they're having is there's a big giant cross and he has to carry the cross across town but obviously this becomes very symbolic for his life, and also, of course, of the Jesus story, that he has to carry the cross of what he's carrying across the town, up the hill, and he founds himself on a hill, just thinking, what's this all about? And he starts to dance and sing, and he comes across a a character that represents God on this hill, and he realizes the only home he's got is now. And the only moment he's got is to dance. And recently we heard about the sacred dance from the Greek word perikonesis, which was used by the early church fathers to try and explain the Trinity and the relational nature of the Trinity. And they described it as a sacred dance linked to koresis, if I've said that right, which is the word choreography. And actually, as he walks his way up the hill to a sunrise and he finds that sacred dance and in an encounter with God that he could call home, when he comes back down the hill, his situation may remain unchanged, but all of a sudden he can handle the colour in his life, even when the rest of the town still has him just painted in black and white. Have a look. Um. Francine sent me um, that clip this week, and I uh, found it so moving. And I suppose if you're a part of Q, you will understand why. And I'm, I'm sorry if you're losing the context, because you're not as connected to us in the same way. Um, but we, you know, Anthony Chris, obviously, Anthe retired 14 weeks ago, and his call was always to be the icebreaker. So whenever I see something like that, I think, wow, you know, imagine. I mean, it's just... Quite spectacular um, what that is. And um, I think what's been one of the challenges in the last few weeks for me is thinking that's been our home for a really long time. And like the, um, the Reverend said on that clip, he said, I'm trying to keep something alive and I don't know if I can. Um, Sorry, I know this is awkward. (laughs) One minute. I really felt I had to say this this morning because I think it's important, but I really get on my own nerves when I can't say things like this without crying. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not meaning to make any of you feel uncomfortable. I think sometimes we have to just get really real and. And for me when i do that i cry not that i'm not being real the rest of the time it's just very it's um it's very raw and i think um what we call home for each of us is very real and very powerful and it's where we need and um i'm a bit homesick i think <laughs> um, um but that's okay and i've shown you that this morning i think just because i wanted to remind myself and remind you that we made our home on an icebreaker, and I don't want to move house. And I know the people that set that up and the people that were leading that aren't here, but I don't want to move house. I want us to still be an icebreaker because I think that's a really important home. Because I think what that home does, I think it makes a way for other people. I think it makes a way for people who are stuck in the ice in their own life. I think it makes a way. And I, but cutting that path without Anthony and Chris here is going to be harder. They're, in Me- they're going to Mexico tomorrow, by the way. They are still very much in support and here, but their role on the crew has changed. And that's put a lot of different sorts of pressures on others of us. And we don't yet know if we can completely pull it off. Well, I don't. But what I want to say to all, all of you, I think we're 14 weeks in, and I still want an icebreaker to be our home because I think whether we're doing it as well as they can or whether we'll ever be able to do it the same way they did it, what I hope we're still managing to do each week is identify some ice that might be in your life and help you chip away at that to find a pathway not just to you but for the people where you have influence in their life and so the ice that we're identifying this morning is that for some of you you are in such dissonance and you are always reaching for something to be a resolution in your life but what you are reaching for may not be what's going to resolve that thing and I just want to encourage you this morning to not reach for home too soon living in the tension for a complete finisher like me not knowing what I am doing is my least favourite space, but if I get out of that space prematurely I will not realise what can be realised by hanging on and thinking I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know where I'm going, I have no idea if I can pull this off but the answer is not to say well I'll just go and reach for my comfort of something when the quest is important and for some of you what you are working through in your life is really important and I just want to encourage you not to get out of it prematurely because you reach for one of your known solutions that makes you feel better. Cut through a bit more of the ice because you are making a pathway in your life that will lead to a great destination, not just for you, but for everyone in your sphere of influence. So, see this morning as your beginning of finding some new homes, and you might not like the journey, and it might be cold, and you might be homesick, but stay in the ice. Keep cutting a path through because this this morning could be a beginning for your life and a beginning for Q and just hang on in there. um, Hang on in there and let's find a new home together. I don't know what's on my notes. I don't care. But um, thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk which you are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest.